0: So, Paul, which of uh, this week's uh, draw and defeat do you blame on Paul Pogba most? I mean, I quite liked
1: the game where he scored two and got an assist. I enjoyed that one. Um, oh, listen, it's not all Pogba's fault, but it's not entirely not his fault in any way, shape or form either. We don't have to draw battle lines here. You're not either Pogba or Mourinho. This isn't a Blues versus Reds situation.
0: <laughs> no, not quite. Um... He did give away possession for Wolves' equaliser at the weekend, so yeah, I guess I guess, uh, I guess uh, you know one in the negative column. There, he did uh, assist a goal against Wolves with an outrageous pass, absolutely stunning. One in the positive column, uh, and then he of course scored against Young Boys. Yeah, twice. Shall we start with that game? Yeah, let's do it.
1: I mean, I have to say, I sent a message to our WhatsApp group, like. 30 seconds before he scored, complaining about how long he wanted on the ball all the time. And then he absolutely hammered one into the back of the net, a stunning goal. I mean, young boys were really good for the first half an hour of that game, basically, until the goal went in. Um,
0: United were looking a little bit shaky, I thought. Yeah, I think that's fair. It felt like... Uh... A, uh, a United uh, below full par performance for quite a long time. In fact, actually, I think even past the goals, uh, they, uh, they they weren't a bad side. Um, clearly, they're going to come bottom of this group, uh, I would suggest. Uh, but uh, they, they gave United a good game. Uh, 3-0 may have been flattering. Yeah, I think the XG was something like 1.3 each
1: plus United's pen. Uh, Pogba with the stuttery run-up pen designed to upset your da. Um But it's fine when he belts one into the back of the net, isn't it? It's fine then. He scored three out of four with that silly run-up so far, so perhaps it's not so silly. I mean, I can't say I'm intuitively a fan of it, you know, <laughs> but still. No,
0: I'd prefer the Phil Jones kind of run-up myself.
1: <laughs> we'll come on to that joyous moment. Um, we're recording this at 20 past 10 on Tuesday night. I guess we should
0: say to the listeners sorry about last week's show. Um, yes, my my, my screw-up with that one. I uh, forgot to take recording equipment to California. Uh, as I did mention on the, the last week's pod... Uh, uh, and bought some uh, more recording equipment in an emergency and then couldn't figure out how to work it properly. And so I think this
1: means a lot of your stuff got cut out last week. So basically, I'm just going to sit here and be quiet and you just tell
0: me what you think of United this week. This is going to be a two-thirds <laughs> Ed show. Uh, no, that's not fair. I don't want to do that. I, I'm feeling rather hoarse. Uh, so so what did I think of United against uh, Young Boys? Um, I thought it was an OK performance in which United created and conceded quite a lot of chances yeah, uh, on both sides. And uh, good to see Pogba score twice. I thought, wow, that's a morale-boosting couple of goals there. <laughs> <laughs> That'll put an end to the nonsense. Yeah. Uh, you know, here's the, here's the end of the crisis as well. So United won three Premier League games in a row. Uh, and then this one. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no,
1: no, two Premier League two games, pre- two that. Premier
0: League games, uh, yeah, two, three away games in a row. Yeah. So, yeah, let's, uh... oh, a couple of important things to mention. Well, uh,
1: there's uh, kind of start with a negative, really. Uh, the front three was pretty dysfunctional in the first half, but I thought Martial grew into the game massively in the second half um and scored his goal. I mean, I'm a little bit fortunate to get the goal, but lovely to see um the way after the there's. Like footage doing the rounds after the game of him going over to the fans and they were singing his song over and over again and he just looked really moved and touched that the fans were still with him, you know, because he hadn't scored. I don't know if you know this, Ed. I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, the fact that he hadn't scored till January the fifteenth, not since January the fifteenth. Not sure if anyone's mentioned that around, you know.
0: No, or if, they, if there was any kind of. <clears throat> mitigating factor or maybe a new arrival (laughs) that might have disrupted his place in the team and his, uh, at the time, good form. I can't really think of anything. So that's a sort of
1: combination of a bit of a negative and a bit of a positive. Uh, One thing that was just universally positive, though, was the performance of Diogo Dalot. Yeah, but I was was struggling with my words, as you'll see
0: why. Uh, The performance of Diogo Dalot or Diogo Dalot. Depending on which commentator you listen to, I'd like a definitive answer on this one from a a Portugueseer. Please. I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb and say the definitive answer to whether he's good or not is he seems real
1: good. I know Mateo Damian started really well, so it's probably important to have a, a little bit of uh, um, uh, thoughtfulness and and patience before declaring him the next big thing. But I'm pretty sure he's Cafu reincarnated.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, look. Yeah. What well, What are his qualities that we saw? I mean, both in both in uh, some under twenty three games and this game against uh, young boys, uh, bags and bags of pace, loads of confidence going forward, and a really good ability to put in a ball. You know, at pace and um, and with some accuracy too. And we we saw a bit of the latter against Derby. Perhaps it wasn't quite as dynamic. Uh, a performance against Derby as it was against Young Boys, uh, but he did he did really really well. He's you know and that gave him the impression that he will be pushing Valencià for a place in the first team pretty soon.
1: Yeah, you'd hope so because seeing
0: a right back put a cross in that looked like the cross he meant to put in was yeah, just right. such a relief. Well, and we're sure on the other side. Um, yeah. Who perhaps wasn't a standout against young boys, but I thought he had a good game, both defensively and and going forward. You know, United then have a, a pair of a you know really attacking fullbacks, which, given the propensity to play with two strikers in wide positions or a midfielder and a striker or you know at least two players who want to cut in all the time, it's pretty important. Yeah, and of course, uh, Luke Shaw didn't have the best game, but he did win the completely
1: legitimate, definitely a pen, what are you talking about? Why would that be controversial in any way? Penalty When he blasted the ball at Mbabu's perfectly reasonably placed arms
0: from about two yards, one of the worst handball shouts I've ever seen, That of course if that was in the carabao cup uh, that might have been chalked off uh, because var was in place it's funny that it's in the world cup and the carabao cup and it, not not the champions league forget that but we're it for the real big stuff yeah um anyway yeah um yes fortunate penalty uh, for United's second goal um before then, Pogba had spanked one in. That's beautiful. Be- so beautifully good. Go- beautiful goal. Yeah. Um, you know, this Pogba is best. Uh, and and it was really nice to see um, Martial score just off of the hour. Pogba assist on that one. Uh, Lo- assist lovely. off the heels of the defender as well. Yeah, lovely break mm. too. Just a lovely bit of play.
1: Um, the, the, the Pogba ball to Martial was just perfect. And, you know, United's front three at that point running away from Pogba and creating space and putting the defence all over the place. That's, you know, something
0: we could, in theory, see. Yeah, but don't very often. Uh, And then the substitutions came and the the game was sort of over by then. Uh, And I think it all kind of wound down after about 70 minutes or so. Yeah. Uh, But it was a great start. I mean, we talked on last week's pod about how how important uh, it was for United to get off to a good start. Or at least I think I talked about that. But <laughs> if Tom cut it all out, maybe I didn't. Um, and and United did because it's Valencia next and then doubleheader against Juve, I think, which is, is going to be super tough. So do we know whether Ronaldo is back for
1: those games given he was sent off for trying to pick a gentleman up by his hair? Actually, I don't. OK. Is there an appeal in? Yeah, we'll find out. Whether it's a three-match or a one-match
0: ban is the thing, isn't it? That's I, I hadn't thought to... Uh, go look that up, Ronaldo, who's now scoring yeah. uh, after a uh, slowish start. hadn't scored for three or four games or something. He scored at the weekend again. Um, yeah, let's hope it's a, a lengthy ban. Yeah, <laughs> Fri- frivolous appeal needed. <laughs> Absolutely right.
1: So that's all the good stuff we've got to talk about out of the way. So if you're one of these, like, jolly, cheery, don't say anything bad against United... Well, obviously you're not still listening to this podcast after nine years of us moaning about stuff, even when we were winning the league. Um, You might want to tune out now because it's about to get brutal
0: united yeah. one to be honest this should be called bitch cast shouldn't it because that's <laughs> what we do <laughs> no it's not quite true it's only like 90 percent of what we do I, I'm, um, I'm the irony is i spent my whole time looking for the positive <laughs> like that's the irony of all of
1: this it's just a little hard to see i mean i guess the positive against wolves for me was united's attitude in the last um after conceding the goal uh but it's a shame they were only playing at thirty percent of their capacity. Mm. I'm so miserable about all this, oh God, can't believe yeah, we've well, about it yeah well let's let's get into it.
0: I mean, you know, United did have a lot of possession in this game sixty five percent or so uh, and pushed and pushed and pushed at the end of the game, but didn't create a chance of no at all, no you know just nothing, nothing and um you know if you look on the the bare stats, uh, there's a good number of shots. And you think, oh, okay, 65% possession, all those shots. But, like, most of them were pot shots from miles out. And I I don't know, did Rube Patricio really have a proper save to make in that game? Um, And 0.6 xG for United,
1: uh... To just to clarify, that is a low number of XGs. Um, and, of course, the goal was a, a low XG chance, but beautiful. What? A, talk about looking for the positives. The kind of goal that you just watch over and over and over again. Uh, a decent ball in from Sanchez, which was sort of cleared, and then bobbling around and fl- flies way up in the air. And Pogba's... Killing the ball and lay off to Fred, I mean, that is some absolutely elite-level, next-level
0: talent, isn't it? Oh, it was outrageous, that pass. Just no right to make that pass at all. And and a, a, a nice strike from Fred. And um, I, I don't know, we really expected him to score an awful lot of goals. He's he's a sort of all-action, all-round, um, I suppose Jose would see him as an upgrade on and a Herrera-type player. I don't think he's going to score... 20 goals a season from midfield doesn't right. look like it anyway he, you know
1: everyone's going to have to start taking a shot every time you say that you, Fred is an upgrade on Ander Herrera right That's I, I didn't say he was uh, I said Jose thinks he is no, no sorry I, when you kind of ascribe that position to him this is going to be part of the rankcast drinking game now because I don't yeah think yeah
0: alright alright I'll, I'll be careful I don't keep I mean you know it's just that uh, it's just he's that sort of all round player he's not a defensive midfielder for sure no uh, and uh, I think we saw that Fellaini isn't really a defensive midfielder against Wolves as well and, and neither was Pogba you know the, the three of them across midfield um, uh, offered an awful lot of chances uh, to to Wolves who, who were quite happy to attack I mean we've seen this in other games this season uh, that uh, Wolves uh, went on the front foot look a very good side yeah, don't they I mean they've conceded a few goals too but they're plenty good enough to stay in the division and uh, United kind of let them um at least let you know let them hit um hit him on the break and uh and Fellaini, Fred and, and Pogba weren't able to sort of stop the flow of chances coming. Um so, I've talked about this before. I don't think it made much difference if if Matic was in there. He's he's not a good screen either. Uh, Fred didn't have to
1: do too much screening. Fellaini was playing extremely deep. I mean obviously he was playing as a striker by the end of the game, but he's playing super, super deep, dropping to make a back three a lot, You know, it was clearly, he, he was, I mean, he was the deepest midfielder by far. He was the screen and he has done that job quite well for, in a couple of games. Um, I don't think that the team was like overly defensive. I don't think it's a terrible team selection or anything. I thought Lingard was quite, I saw Lingard get loads of stick. I thought he was really bright and trying to link play. Um, but United's attack just looks so horribly disjointed all the yeah, time. Yeah, I, I thought
0: Lingard did, wasn't making those third-man runs uh, in the way that he normally does. So, yeah, maybe he was getting on the ball, but he didn't do a lot with it, uh, which I think it's fair to say. No, no key passes in that game. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> um, uh, he, he wasn't able to get close enough to Lukaku. Uh, Sanchez certainly didn't either. Huh. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Sanchez is... Uh, uh, I haven't seen it, but uh, I'm going to assume his ho- who scored number is decent because he's got two key passes in that game, you know. And the algorithm will go, ah, yeah, good number. But he was abysmal. I just, um, I, I, honestly, honestly, Alexis
1: Sanchez is just Wayne Rooney, like a player that used to be really good and will occasionally do good things. Maybe, maybe that's going to be a rank cos drinking game thing too, because I'm sure I've said that. Before I, I don't know. Do you think he's burnt out in the same way? Yeah, I do. I think I think at the age of twenty nine, having played the style of football he's played for so long, I think there's a solid chance that Sanchez is a bit burnt out mentally. Maybe mm. he just he looks an he looks a shell of himself. Maybe it's tactics. Maybe he should be playing through the middle. But I, this feels like the kind of conversation that everyone was having about Rooney for three years. When some of us were just going, no, it doesn't matter where you play him. He's just dead now. This is you know. Sanchez just looks... He looks hopeless. Mm.
0: He does. Uh, I mean, you've got to change something, though. So I wonder whether uh, a uh, spell on the right side of midfield might not be a good one for him to do. I mean, you know, look, he's just not... He's not dynamically cutting in, uh, creating and taking chances in the way that he did at Arsenal uh, when he scored and created all those goals. So try him somewhere else. How about a spell
1: on the right wing, or at least... In the first half, it's the right wing, and just like
0: just beyond the touchline and up those little stairs and behind that little <laughs> brick wall. No, that that's the other option. I mean, it, it's not one that Jose is going to take, though. It, it, it appears he's one of the untouchables. Listen, uh, um, but but we'll see. We'll see. He's also earning between three hundred and five hundred thousand pounds a week, and depending on uh, which uh, which paper, you know, maybe he's earning a million pounds a week this week. Um So. Between the two, these two games, Mourinho was asked about whether
1: Martial would start in this game. And he said, no, he won't start because he played 90 minutes against Young Boys and Sanchez played no minutes against Young Boys. I'm like, oh, is that the metric? So then... Um, What's going to happen next week? Like, if Sanchez plays 90 minutes, is he going to just play another 90 minutes, is he? I mean, he didn't, yeah, he yeah. didn't get 90 minutes in this game, which was somewhat shocking. Marcel came on and looked really bright and lively.
0: Made Yeah, yeah, yeah. A um, uh, few, few neat runs, a uh, few chances created... Uh, or uh, a few key passes made in the final third. Same thing, really, isn't it? Uh, it <laughs> key, key pass being uh, a pass before a shot.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, whether that counts as a, a, a chance created or not, I guess depends a little bit on the on the, the type of the area the shot was taken
0: from. But, you know... Right. But, but he looked he looked bright and... Uh, um, right now sanchez 's form doesn 't justify a place in the side, right, so uh, logic says you revert to Martial or rashford yep what one of them should get a chance to to play their way into the team surely but the the other thing is either martial or Rashford should be getting the odd chance
1: up front, like everybody that listens to this show knows i 'm i 'm quite a big Lukaku fan. Um, But I'm not an idiot, so I'm aware that Lukaku goes through big dry spells. And we saw this against both Wolves. I mean, the worst chance he missed against Wolves, he was lucky enough to be flagged offside for. But that that header was... I mean, it's one of those that looks absolutely horrendous because the header goes off at a really ridiculous angle. But I guess it's relatively difficult to do. But then he missed two very presentable chances again against Derby, And he's just in one of those classic Lukaku lulls. I mean, he he had one last Mm -hmm. season and
0: hit the post against derby you know snapshot a yeah. uh, little unfortunate nice move yeah. Uh, but yeah he's uh, he's missing chances and and of course he played a, you know he's played a lot of football he played a lot of football last season played all through the summer returned early yeah. uh, because his manager wanted him to and you'd think a, a league cup tie against a lower league side would be the opportunity to give Marcus Rashford a game up front wouldn't you? Not if Marcus so. Rashford is still suspended from his oh, is he? headbutt. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Martial could have played up front. Yeah. Not like anyway. Lukaku didn't need to play. No, he so. didn't. Um, but Mourinho clearly feels he
1: does need to play because we remember back at the FA Cup final, which we were lucky enough to go to, um, and unlucky enough to have to watch once. Once there, um, you know, Mourinho said, "Oh." You know, what can I possibly do without Lukaku? And there were rumours in the summer, well-placed sources told me um, that United were, well, Mourinho's version of the United shopping list included a kind of Llorente-style backup for Lukaku. So you've got a kind of big physical centre-forward to replace him. when He
0: can have a rest. And Why you he's do got, that? He's got than... Maran <laughs> Fellaini, so what more does he need?
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it almost feels like he's more likely to play Fellaini at centre-forward than yeah.
0: Anthony Martial. Look, he's got Lukaku, Sanchez, Martial and Rashford. That's a hell of a lot of players you can play through the middle and have in recent seasons, right? Yeah, so, but there, there's uh, only one of them. That's the shape that he likes. Yeah, and on that um, Ed a note, shall we, <laughs> shall we move on to better things? <laughs> he's in love with the shape of Lou. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um,
1: listen, uh, Wolves are good by the way, that's
0: that's a perfectly reasonable point to make. Wolves are good. They, and they, they're a good side, but they're going to finish mid-table because I think they'll ship a few goals. But uh, yeah, they created loads of chances against United. So good ones. We need to talk about the absolute nonsense
1: that happened. Oh, God, this is this. Like, the football, I'm not even that miserable about talking about. But this stuff, this stuff just makes me feel sad. I, I can't think of a better way of describing it than than... The Mourinho-Pogba nonsense, which both play, both parties are doing themselves somewhat. I mean, I would not quite go so far as to say they're behaving disgracefully, but it's not far off.
0: Yeah. Um, so here, 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 Explain to me this because I, I think I'm missing something. So at the weekend, uh, Pogba um, asked about the game. He's captain for the weekend, wasn't he? Yeah. Or was yeah, for yeah, yeah. captain no, the weekend? Was. No. Oh, uh, no, no, the yeah, 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 yeah. All right, but, you know, he's a uh, he's a major player at United, asked about the game. We're at home and we should play much better against Wolves. We're here to attack. We When we play like that, it's easier for us. I think teams are scared when they see Manchester United attacking and attacking. That was our mistake. Maybe our attitude should have been better and we should play better because, again, we're Old Trafford and we should just attack and press like we did against Tottenham. Liverpool, Chelsea and Arsenal last season. I'm really struggling to see. I know a few of the headlines said Pogba has a go at Mourinho. Well, it's because what he then went on to say was he was
1: asked whether he thought he had enough options ahead of him when on the ball. He laughed and said, I'm not the manager. I cannot like say that, but obviously we should show more option of playing, but I can't say that because I'm a player. That's my way of thinking we should move
0: better. We should move more, Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah, sort of. Yeah, I mean, he didn't. If he hadn't said, "I'm not the manager," everything he said is fine, right? Um, And and it's the sentiment on the terraces too. Uh, no, the, red, se- the settlement on the terrace
1: is I've been told repeatedly no, that, match-going match going reds are all totally behind the managers. No match-going reds with any doubt. It's only us non-match-going reds that <laughs> yeah, have yeah. any doubts. Uh, I'm it, it,
0: it, Mourinho truthers really do get my goat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, of course, you know, Mourinho letting it be known um, or someone having someone else letting it be known after Mourinho's obviously... Off at Pogba for that, and the fact that Pogba uh, gave away or lost possession for those equalizer has uh, apparently let it be known that uh, Pogba's not going to be the captain ever again, ever again, at least for this season, until Mourinho goes and Pogba goes, or both, or none. <laughs> Whoever wins, we lose, isn't it? That's this
1: is the thing. So, the thing is, Pogba said what he said and has been happened by it because he. Mildly criticise the manager If you look at it through the right veil But even though Even when you're saying that He could be saying I'm not the manager So it's not my place to say How the how other players My, my fellow teammates should be playing
0: um, Which would actually be a fair interpretation
1: Yeah, I, I think so um, It's not about the biggest names It is my team And I expect my team to play better than we did Mourinho said It is a basic law of football. You have to play at the maximum of your potential, unless you're playing against such a weak league, in such a weak league, against such weak opponents where playing at 30% of your potential is enough. We all know that's not the case. I can't explain difference of attitude because I never had a difference of attitude. (laughs) No, he's he's a miserable 100% of the time. Self awareness 101 here. For me, it is difficult to explain that.
0: Like, um... He's allowed to absolutely slate his players. Mm, and call them out by name, which he didn't... I don't think he picked any individuals out this time, but he certainly does. Yeah, I mean, although this season, to be fair, he
1: said, oh, no, you criticise me when I criticise a player by name, so I can't do that anymore. <laughs>
0: so he's going to make it generic. Yeah. I mean, uh, no, no, that, that's right. I mean, the double standard is is there to, for all to see, you know. Uh, so I suppose the pushback on that is that he's the manager, he can do whatever he likes. Yeah. He's the manager until he's not because the players aren't playing for him and United don't finish in top four and don't win anything and he's out of a job. You know, I, I just don't
1: – it seems so easy for people to just decide that United's squad is totally rubbish. And I'm looking at these players thinking these are not... these are not, I know I was sort of writing off Alexis Sanchez, but partly, tongue-in-cheek. But, you know, there's so many quality players in this squad and it's if they're playing at way below their potential... I mean, I know we say this all the time, but
0: isn't it, a manager's says, job... To, well, it is, yeah. Yeah, it is. And he says that kind of thing quite a lot and has done for more than two years and we're now in the third season. So, I, I, I mean... If the argument is that United squad's no good, and and you you want to complain that United should have spent more, um, then then fine. That's one argument. I'm struggling to understand how you then say, well, it's also their fault for not having the right attitude. You know, are we are they universally got a bad attitude, and Mourinho can do nothing despite his best efforts to fix it. You know, I mean. Um, sure, Wolves spent a bit of money in the summer. Didn't spend that much money, um, and they also came up from the. Oh, and well, they've got a couple of dodgy loans in there as well. Um, uh, but they also came up from the Championship, and they've got a first-time Premier League manager. They weren't lacking in attitude, you know. They, they maybe I don't know. Did Santo just luck into it or something? Maybe you did. I mean, I don't know. I... The players, the players,
1: need to shoulder some sense of responsibility sure. Pogba actually did say I made a miss I lost the possession for that goal and Mourinho was fuming about it and kind of said that he'd he said in the press conference afterwards that he had told his players that these Portuguese boys were going to press them so don't take too long on the ball well we kind of know who that's aimed at and that is a completely reasonable criticism of Paul Pogba like because he's so good at being surrounded surrounded by three players and coming out with a ball, he tries to do it too often. And there's no doubt that he overcomplicates things in midfield. Like I think it is, it would be, you'd have to be a deranged Pogbaite to not acknowledge that, you know. And I'm pretty close to being one of those,
0: so, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's fair enough. But it's also his game, you know, and uh, that's why you want to play him mean, as high up the pitch as possible. Mm. Uh, right. but, I mean, it's not like... Uh and and it's a fair criticism, but it's also like saying, you know, uh, and and uh Chris Morling is, you know, no good at hitting a 70-yard ball to feet. Is right? it though? No, I
1: mean no, I think I think you could <laughs> like, I think you could say that Pogba could stand to play basically like he plays, but occasionally move the ball a bit quicker when he's under pressure.
0: Yeah, but which occasions are those? Are they the occasions where he he turns around three players and then plays a killer pass or are the, the occasions where he tries to turn around three players uh, and gets caught in possession. I, I don't know. Sometimes you take uh, what a player is and you accept that they are that player and with those skills, they create plenty for United, including, you know, double figures of assists last year, three key passes in this game against Wolves. So, Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean... I know what you're saying, but I, I, I think
1: I definitely think he could stand to improve his improve some of his decision making around when he's doing it and when he isn't. Because just because you do occasionally get it right when you're playing super deep doesn't mean you know this would have been a
0: really good example of a time sure. when it was. And, a... and I think I think that's fair enough. But um, you know, you, the the risk is by blanket saying, and and you know, I've no doubt Mourinho is making this point right don't delay possession. Everything has to be then one touch. Um, He likes players who play it simple. Fellaini's in the team. Matic is often in the team. Fred plays it pretty simple. Take zero risks. And he's shouting simple, simple, simple off the touchline the whole time. Right, um, take zero
1: risk. Functional. I mean, uh, I, 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 let's not be cartoon characters about this, though. It's not about <laughs> zero risk, is it? You know, it's it, there's there is some middle ground where Pogba sometimes delays too much on the ball, and Mourinho is sometimes. Sh- 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 you know.
0: Sure, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, you, you've you have uh, made that point oh, well. Okay, uh, I, I'm just saying, and I moved it up to a meta level, Mourinho. <laughs> Would prefer these team took zero risks. Yeah, maybe, well, maybe
1: zero is not the right number, but uh, fewer maybe is. I don't know. um Anyway, then we played uh, Derby in the League Cup, and uh, a load of youngsters got a chance, and we. No, this is a dream I had. Um, no, he played all the mostly players that haven't played. He took Baye out of the punishment chamber, uh, put him in the team, gave Sanchez a rest, played Martial, played Dello again, which was nice, and thought he did all right again. Um, but
0: basically, Derby looked way better than Man United, I thought. Uh, for much of the game, yeah, from, I'd say, about mm, 10 minutes in or so. Uh, they looked very bright. United pretty lethargic. Um, uh, very deep. Often, I mean, it, it was just not good, you know. And the, the crowd was very lethargic as well. Uh, big gaps in the stands. I mean, it's listed at fifty-five thousand. Don't don't think it was anywhere near that. Um, the, those people who bought tickets didn't turn up. And and you know very 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 few bright spots in this game, very few. I mean, Martial uh, running with the ball. i mean, frustrating when he ran with the ball and didn't manage to pull off what he's trying to pull off. And there were quite a few occasions on that occasion, but on on on, on in the evening. But he um, it was he it was uh, enjoyable to watch for most of the game. Yep, uh, Lukaku had an okay game. You know, it's, he Ooh. he hit the post and. He, you know, I mean, yeah, he's Oof. he's not dynamic, but he's trying to do stuff. But midfield was pretty horrible. I mean, um, Fellaini scored, obviously, right at the end. But, uh, you know, he was overrun by um, Mount and Bryson Johnson in the Derby midfield. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely goal to start
1: things off. Beautiful team play and the kind of football I guess we'd all like to see from United. And Juan Mata scoring his first goal of 2018.
0: Yeah, and uh, that's not right, is it? I mean, you know, he used to score so many yeah. at Chelsea.
1: No, and it, but at United he was always like contributed a lot, even in the Van Hal era era, if you dug into his goals plus assist numbers, the they were always decent, you
0: know. Yeah, and uh, doesn't start a lot of games now. Um <sighs> Anything else good? I mean, Phil Jones came back. He's fit again for now. <laughs> so
1: not good, is it? I mean, all right. So, yeah, there were a lot of good things about this game. But by good, I mean funny. So, um, first of all, United scored early. It's so Everyone's like, oh, it's going to be a great evening. But then, no, actually, it turns out we're not as good as Derby, a championship side. Um, they moved the ball around real nice, put loads of pressure on, scored an absolutely banging free kick. And then Sergio Romero uh, did... Uh, Something that he thought would be funny, I guess, because he felt sorry that Lee Grant hadn't played and we hadn't seen our three summer signings on the pitch together at once. So he handballed the ball outside the
0: box uh, entirely deliberately and got himself sent off. And then uh, Lee Grant. Well, he was on. flappy. He was flappy surge before that as well. He was having a horror show. It's while it's more you know kicky Serge or non kicky Serge because <laughs> he was struggling with the ball at his feet. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty all pretty miserable, <laughs> really, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, what else happened this game? Uh, Harry Wilson spanked one in from about ninety yards out. What a goal. Uh, yeah, what a goal. Even worse, he's a scouse. So <laughs> Yeah. Um just just to rub it in.
1: But it was, it was lovely to see Lee Grant play, especially after the majestic appearance on social media he made where United's Twitter account put out a thing of him reading tweets about himself, which was wonderful. Lee Grant seems like an excellent person. And the fact that the Derby fans went mad with joy when he was coming on because they were right. so happy to see their former hero. Um, the Yeah, so Lee, Lee Grant came on, and I don't think he could do anything really about the goal. He made one really good save and then... Uh, and then for even for the goal he made a save which then was was put in the back of the net. There
0: was a player. Yeah, stand. I mean you could you could say he could have got it away, but maybe not. I mean he's just kind of pushed it out in front of him and then tried to get his hand on the, the, the second um the uh, the rebound. Um you know, obviously big Dave would have got a stronger hand to that and got it over the bar or away or something like that. But it's Lee Garton, he's our third choice goalkeeper. He um, did all right.
1: And there was a player standing miles offside, but it wasn't the player who scored, so you can see why VAR allowed the goal. And I thought, actually, sadly, I did think Lee Grant could have done quite a lot better with some of the pens in the penalty shootout. I thought we were... I. <laughs> I said to a friend of the show, Cal Gildart, we we're approaching Zambia Ivory Coast territory here. And then he said, we're approaching Phil Jones taking a penalty here. And then Phil Jones appeared on screen walking towards a penalty <laughs> spot. And that was one of the best moments of my football watching life. Um,
0: yeah, um, yeah. Um, I, I thought the, penalty, the quality of penalties all round was pretty good. Very, I, mean, they I mean, Grant got his hand on the first one. Apart from that, there's hell of a lot in the corners. So very, I don't know. I, very
1: 21st century penalty shootout just it, it wasn't like this in the old days they didn't just used to bang every penalty in the top corner but now basically it's just goal 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 and it was uh, it was 7
0: mm. all by the time well 8-7 to derby i guess by the time i don't think that happens in a world cup final <laughs> no probably yeah. not there was somewhat less pressure yeah um yeah if you're if you're um if you're a professional footballer, you can bang a ball 12 yards <laughs> to the exact spot you want it most of the time, I'd say. Um, they don't, know, do they? Uh, I was nervous for the Lukaku penalty, given his
1: recent form from the spot, the Fellaini penalty, the Fred penalty, after watching his corners against Young Boys, which were uh, hilariously like full Man United corner um situation. Yeah, uh, hit the first man. Every time, I was nervous for the Martial penalty because I didn't want him to be the one that blew it. Because I'm sick of the people. Yeah, I, I'm
0: sure I, I didn't check uh, United Twitter, but I'm sure some Jose Truthers hated that <laughs> nonchalantly walking away. <laughs> yeah, um,
1: I was Dalo. I wasn't worried. I knew that Dio Goal was going to score. No problem. <laughs> no bother.
0: You follow the puns, aren't you? Um, sorry, it's a it's a problem.
1: Uh, but yeah, uh, the fact that Fellaini scored in the last minute to take it to a penalty shootout, which we then lost thanks to a Phil Jones miss after seven, we'd scored seven penalties in a row. Peak, it's just isn't so it? funny. It's, just it's so funny. It's peak post Fergie. Yeah, exactly. Just absolutely classic. And you know, United are an absolute shambles, and we just won three on the bounce, and now we've technically just drawn two on the bounce. Um, against teams at home that we definitely should be beating. I mean, I know this was a rotated side. I know Derby are a decent side, but there was easily enough quality in United's lineup. Quality, balance. It wasn't. There was nowhere in that side that you look and go, "Oh, blimey, this is a bit of a John O'Shea in central midfield situation." All right,
0: All right. ten full internationals. Diego Dello, who's a uh, under twenty one international, and Lee Grant. Yeah, well, Lee Grant wasn't in the starting eleven, was he? So. Romero
1: no, was, and he's Romero played, was. He's played in a World Cup final.
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> life is weird. <laughs> uh, yeah. <sighs> Omnichannel's all round. Uh, let's move on to uh, what should be an awesome game of the weekend. Away oh, wait, West Ham, love that. No, we should move on to some Twitter questions first, <laughs> shouldn't we? Do you have anything more to say about this, this game? Uh, not really. I just, it's getting
1: really... I, I, I'm quite glad that there are fewer United matches we're going to have to watch and talk about this season. <laughs> if we could get knocked out at the Champions League group stages but somehow finish below young boys, get knocked out in the FA Cup third round, it's going to be ideal for my uh, for the rank Cast schedule, to be honest. Midweek messes, up, messes us up, so, you know, that'd be ideal. Uh, going all the
0: way to the Champions League final, mate.
1: <laughs> we're going to win
0: it. Yeah, unlikely. Uh, Twitter questions. Oh dear. Uh, this is going to be great, isn't it? At uh time of looking, there are 56 of them. OK. In the uh, 35 or so minutes I, we've left it for uh, for people to send them in. Dan says, this is uh, underscore Dan, B21. Do you think he's finally lost the dressing room tonight? Uh, to me, stripping Pogba of the captaincy has probably drawn him into a power battle, which ultimately he's going to lose. Well,
1: I think we've sort of been saying for a while that there really is only the illusion of a power battle because this is United are in a sort of holding pattern at the moment. Um, there's a really interesting interview with Duncan Castles, of all people, on the second captain's podcast. And Ken Ellis has been extremely critical of Duncan Castles in the past, but they have a very reasonable conversation. And there's a lot of talk about how United are caught between two stalls in a lot of different areas. They haven't sacked Mourinho, but they haven't backed him in the transfer window. The Mourinho and Pogba thing isn't working, but he's still in the team and kind of captaining the team. And I, I, it feels like this is
0: just... Nothing new happened today or tonight, really. This is all no, no. Just it's, what's it's, happening. it's all part of the same pattern. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I mean, if it really was a a battle between the two of them, and United felt that uh, there was no option, then would probably wins this one because he's a ninety million pound player. But um, of course, he's he's probably worth more than that in the transfer market as well, and and should be shiftable if they really needed to. Uh, I actually think it's going to play out. Uh, with Mourinho going because they'll bring in a a new director of football um, and it may be time for Mourinho to part ways and and Pogba looks like he's angling for his move to Barcelona next summer and United will pick up a big tab for that one. Anyway, um, Mike Keeney says, are we a worse soap opera than EastEnders? (laughs) I have no idea. I don't watch EastEnders. Are we Um, bad?
1: Is it bad? I haven't watched EastEnders for a solid 15 years, Um, but if I compare us now to EastEnders 15 years ago, I'm pretty sure we are a worse soap opera in the sense of the scripting is much more obvious at United than it is at EastEnders. We all know how all these scenes are going to end.
0: Hmm. John Gale, friend of the show, says, do you think we're just an average team? Not entirely surprised by tonight's performance or that on Saturday? we're just an average team doing average things well keep it positive john um no i I think by by the looks of it we might be the problem is there's so
1: many players in our team who uh could easily shine at an above average team i just don't think that a team with even like let's let's give alexis sanchez let's include alexis sanchez in this and say pogba sanchez marcial lukaku maybe lukaku played for average teams a lot but You know, he scored a ton of Premier League goals and I'm just not convinced that the players are average. I don't think Luke Shaw's an average left back. You know, uh, De Gea is obviously not an average goalkeeper. I think there's there's, there's three or four average players in the side and that's really dragging the mean level down. And the manager is doing nothing to maximise the good players.
0: Yeah, Lucas underscore M United says my friend and fellow United fan refuses to watch United again until Mourinho gets sacked. What do you say to that? <laughs> oh, come on! I mean, you know, you've got you've got to you've got to roll with the bad times and uh, uh, and you know I, we've talked about um, kind of compartmentalization, haven't we, on this show and hating everything around United, especially all the commercial stuff, um, and oftentimes hating Mourinho. Two. And hating some of the players, well, not really. But uh, no, you you watch them when they're bad and you just suck it up because uh, we had 20 years of being great. I only hate one of the players, to be fair.
1: (laughs) Who are you hating hating on? At least partly a joke. Um, Actually, no, maybe two if we throw Antonio Valencia there. I don't hate him. He seems
0: a nice chap. He's he's all right. He's all right. He's he's the only man in the history of moving abroad that could manage to not learn the language of the country he's in after 10 years in the country. Not a single word. I don't hate Antonio Valencia at all. I just
1: wish he wasn't Man United's right back. Um, And I guess that is the same for the other player who I hate, who I don't actually hate, but just deeply wish with every fibre in my being was not Man United's left winger. Um, You were really excited when uh, he joined. Uh, I think uh, if you go back and listen to the show before we signed him, I was like, we definitely shouldn't sign Alexis Sanchez. Then I allowed myself a week of excitement and then immediately regretted that.
0: Flip-flopping and flop-flipping. Yep. Uh, Adam Davis, uh, Adam Dav87, says, Has the line OT, OT used to be a fortress got old yet? <laughs> um, well, it's six years. <laughs> so that got killed pretty quickly, didn't it? So, yeah, it's not much of a fortress anymore.
1: I've got, uh,
0: I've got a couple of
1: questions. That One was sent by WhatsApp and one was sent by email. Ryan Lockwood, friend of the show, um, says, Is this the most rock-bottom week of the Mourinho, te- Mourinho tenure sure feels like it.
0: Uh, no, because United won in the Champions League and, and then drew against an up-and-coming Wolves <laughs> side, you know, and then lost uh, lost to uh, Derby in a match that meant nothing. Te- uh, there, there's worse weeks than this technically it's a there's definitely worse weeks to come than this. Uh, technically Well, a, look, the, the week in which we went out against Sevilla last season, that's pretty bloody oof. awful. Yeah, that was absolutely terrible.
1: Um and friend of the show Simon Stevens says, who will be the first club to win 21 league titles? Oh, oh my god. Oh, it hurts. Just
0: no. <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: A little um a little no. nice a little nice thing that happened um, that's tangentially related to Man United is that Raphael was so happy that Leon had beaten Man City, and it was really, really nice to see. Um, as as Man United youth said, "Forever my right back." <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It still doesn't make any sense. Still, you know, he's not worse than Darbyan, is he? Yeah, N- not anywhere near. Uh, Kevin Karumi, yeah. Uh, at KMC underscore MUFC, says, uh, Jose Mourinho is deft in working Rooney out of the side. Can you do the same with Alexis Sanchez? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's All right, we don't need to answer that one. <laughs> that's my
1: favourite question of the week. <laughs> Bye, Miles.
0: Yeah. Hamika uh, uh, that's uh, at Sorolapio. Lappio, uh, says, uh, at this point, is there any denying that third season meltdown is in full swing? Well, I don't know. I think there's a... There's a ball case to make for Jose here. You know, it, it's two games lost uh, in the Premier League and out of the Carabao Cup, which honestly no-one cares about anyway, really. Um, They're, you know, short, sure, not great results in the league and quite a long way behind Liverpool, but uh, plenty of time to go. Um, so, you know, in the season uh, and, you know we're not really seeing any signs of uh, the players refusing to play or you know i think chelsea lost seven games before christmas in the season that we got full meltdown so i don't know don't know yet i'm i'm trying to make the case I mean, it wasn't a very convincing one i was going to say i'm not 100%
1: convinced that the bull case you're making is the position you hold in your heart <laughs> we had the full third season meltdown in the middle of last season anyway and I, he dropped to our best player for the Champions League and then said it's no big deal because uh Man United he's beaten Man United before in the
0: Champions League. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um was that the worst penalty shootout performance ever from a United goalkeeper? It says uh, at beat. Oh, we talked about this. I, I don't. I think there were some good quality penalties. There, there were, but I
1: definitely think there were a couple where he didn't extend his arm properly, and there, there, it looked really, it looked bad. I thought, and I'm, I'm a, a bit of a Lee Grant stan to be honest. I'm a bit Lee Grant FC, but uh, I did think that was quite
0: bad. That uh, Roldo S Q U S says, uh, "Is it fair to say this is worse than the Moyes days?" No, <laughs> that's one for you, Paul. No, it's not worse than Moyes days.
1: Uh, I guess the only thing about the Moyes days that there were two, there was two things. There were two phases of the Moyes days. The worst bit of the Moyes days were, was where you thought that between United's <laughs> sorry, <laughs> made myself laugh. Um, between United's match-going fans backing him um, and uh, the fact that he had this six-year contract, there was a phase where you thought this might go on forever. And that bit was really bad, but as soon as it became like after the Olympiacos game, when it became completely obvious um, that he would go, then then it just was fine because you knew it'd be over soon and it would be a failed experiment. The thing about it is, there's not been anything in the Mourinho era as bad as Olympiacos away. Oh, there was one game. What was the game the other week that was? There was a game that was equally terrible to that, um, but I can't remember which one it was but basically there's not really been much that was as bad as the 3-0 defeat. Brighton away was pretty bad. Oh uh, yeah, that's the one. That was the one that was that was up there. But but 3-0 City, 3-0 Liverpool, Olympiacos away. This is some of the worst football any football teams have ever played and and it's never looked quite that bad under Mourinho.
0: Benji at Escape Here says uh, this one's for you, I think, Paul. Okay. Where do we finish in the league if we replace David de Gea with Lee Grant for the rest of the season?
1: <laughs> First <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, no question about that.
0: Yeah, I and mean, Gea was responsible for something like a 16-goal turnaround in uh, United's xG. Uh, so you know, uh, expected goals against versus actual goals against last season. So uh, I would suggest that that might be uh, you know what eight or nine points. Yeah, didn't.
1: But you know, Lee Grant would would put us like at least five goals better off the next year.
0: Goal not granted. <laughs> friend of the show, at Benny Hudson, says, how come our 4.9 rating on the App Store hasn't been taken into consideration in the Premier League table yet? (laughs) It's a heck of an app. Heck of an app. Yeah, it's uh, not bad. And the, uh, the actual main website has had a refresh over the summer too, which... Um Ed Woodward called out in today's uh, financial quarterlies. All right, let's talk about There's Two things I want to talk
1: about before the West Ham game, Ed. One of them is the numbers. Give us the numbers. Tell us the sweet, sweet numbers. <laughs> sweet, sweet
0: numbers. Uh, yeah, well, there's a uh, top line revenue is up. It's just a touch under 600 million uh, guided <coughs> to... <coughs> Ka-ching to 630 650 over the next 12 months so um, moving upwards uh, quite a large increase in uh, wages uh, as you'd expect with uh, Alexis Sanchez joining the club and also back in the Champions League so playing uh, paying bonuses for the Champions League um, as well um, uh, because and I talked about this before actually but uh, it's uh, it's still in there because of the um, the Trump uh, tax bill in the United States. Obviously, United uh, listed on the New York Stock Exchange. Uh, this tax bill reduces the corporate tax rate from 35% to 21%, though most corporations don't pay anywhere near that. Um, United um, have, you'd think this would be good, right? But uh, because um, United have been in so much debt over the years, United have quite a large amount of deferred tax. Um, So, actually, the on-book value of that deferred tax goes down because of the Trump tax cut to the tune of about £48 million, which means United booked a very large non-cash, so this is purely accounting, um, tax loss, uh, which, I have to say, confused the absolute fuck out of a whole host of journalists. And, guys, if any of you listen and you ever want any financial analysis, one... Just give me a call and I'll help you out. Two, copy the press release. You can't fail. <laughs> just copy it. It's easy. Anyway, there was that rant I mean, over.
1: I mean, I, I I do get your point, obviously, but I would much rather they take the phone and expert option than the just copy the corporation's press release and put it in your newspaper.
0: No, 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 I know, but the paragraph on the deferred uh, the tax was perfectly good explanation. Yeah, but how are <laughs> um, they to know that? How are they to know that? That's true. A um, uh, few other highlights. Uh, United paid um, uh, dividends of, uh, I think, 18 cents on the share for 164 million shares. Um, there are also stock options, uh, about £2.9 million pounds for the Glazer family on stock options. They probably paid themselves well in excess of £10 million. Um, in uh, dividends. I didn't actually do the calculation on that one. It's an easy calculation. I can't do it in my head, though, because it's 164 million times something. <laughs> um, uh, and um, where else? Where? What else do we have? Now, that's about it in terms of the highlights. Oh, and we've got a new app and a new website, which Edward Wood was very proud of. There was some interesting uh, talk in the, uh, in the phone call. Uh, Edward Wood talking about... Um, Uh, continuing to invest in the playing squad and having a uh, top-class manager and wanting to add to United's 66 trophies and Jose Mourinho's 25 trophies. Mm. That may not square with Jose Mourinho's view of the world.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, absolutely.
0: Uh, So, yeah, you know, steady on, um, uh, you know, small growth in uh, uh, year-on-year revenue this time around, a bit of a large growth in... Um, player wages and uh, and that big big hit in the uh, non-cash p l. does that actually what does that actually do? Like, what, nothing okay. nothing actually over the over the medium term more cash should be in the united business um, uh, because uh, be paying less tax. Okay so it is a
1: good thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you want to get old Trumpy about this. And, and I, uh, I definitely don't. I'm very clear on that. It's <laughs> it's a huge text, a huge text. I don't know why what, what the accent happened there. No, no, you were trying to do Trump in it, a Mourinho accent, which yeah. I have to say, it's pretty fair because uh, Mourinho is the Trumpiest manager. He invented Trumpiness but, and Donald doesn't know it, but Mourinho was it before he came along. So in slightly lighter and nicer news, um, you went to see United's women play. I did. I did. There's a crude joke in there somewhere. But uh uh it was a very good game. Um uh, well, <laughs> let's 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 uh let's put some nuance on that. Very good performance from United uh, against a clearly very mediocre side. So, uh, the championship um women's championship uh, is about half fully pro, half semi-pro. Right. Um, this is against London Bees. Uh, this is the club of Barnet FC, non-league club, um, in it's... the men's side of things. Are Barnet also the Bees, then? Yeah, there, that's a are nickname. Are there two lots of Bees in London?
1: Because Brent, uh... Brentford are the Bees as well, aren't they? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Anyway, I guess, both. to be fair, they do both begin with the letter B, so...
0: Anyway, that's true. That was... uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, United won five nil, uh, and there were some uh, very good performances in there. Um, and um, it probably should have been about ten. Of course, it's getting greedy because <laughs> United beat Aston Villa twelve nil the other <laughs> week. Uh, and and hazard to say, after three games of the season, it might be going up. Yeah, it's it seems
1: like they're definitely. I guess they're probably out investing. Most teams in that
0: division, right? Yeah, I don't know exactly. Um, the club picked up a lot of players from wh- what you'd say were direct rivals, you know, big big names from Liverpool and City and, uh, and Arsenal and so on, um, often young players. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a very young squad, which is building under a first-time manager in Casey Stoney. Uh, but they look to be going uh, in good places. Was there a kind of identifiable style of play? I guess it can be difficult to to really identify
1: a style of play when one team's much better than the other team. Yeah. Um,
0: no, I mean they played as a basic four-three-three. Good possession football. Uh, you, you know, I'd say some of the game is it it's hard to pick out a style of play because some of it was quite untidy. Right. I'd say from from both sides. Um, so that's why I was saying, you know, it's good performance, but actually in terms of raw quality, there's you know, quite a few levels to go up, I'd say. Yeah. Um, uh, but, you know, some very good stuff. A couple of players I wanted to talk about who really stood out. Um, uh, up front uh, was um, a girl uh, called Lauren James. Um, I say girl, not in a dismissive sense, but she's 17. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) literally literally a girl. Yeah, Um, who's got great feet uh, and uh, is really quick in uh, spaces. Um, Her first goal, United's second, it was just an awesome turn uh, in the box uh, and then they can't finish from pretty close range. Um, She looked very, very good either going wide or through the middle. Uh, Molly Green in midfield, uh, classic number eight, I'd say. Um, and of course United have got a few um, uh, a few England players Including um, uh, Chamberlain in goal Who didn't really have to make many saves Although I'd say uh, they probably all switched off after about 75 minutes And made a couple of good ones towards the end Anyway, it was a good performance About 600 people there So not exactly a rousing atmosphere But uh, it was good to see them in the flesh A lot of reds in that 600 odd people, right? Mostly Yeah They've only come
1: to see United uh, and not West Ham United at that, uh, who we play at the weekend. Um, David Moyes, no, Manuel Pellegrini's West Ham United uh, are do much better. They've sort of got themselves out of the terrible, terrible slump that they were in, haven't they? Um uh, they they got a very creditable draw against Chelsea, although given that Jorginho made 180 attempts at passing in that game, that's 180. That's the kind of number that you uh, have to write out on the ticker tape after you say it, because that's two passes a minute.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, Fair to say that most stuff goes through Jorginho. I mean, he came with a reputation (laughs) of being a very good passer. I'd love to see the uh, average length of pass there. I haven't really seen his pass map. Um, um, But, you know, he's got a full range of passing. So it's not just like a centre back getting it, I assume. Um, although I will have a look at that because that's an awful lot of attempted passes. Even if it was, like, we've seen some centre-backs play a lot of passes, but, you know,
1: remember Daley Blint playing in midfield against Sunderland for United and he made 118 passes and it felt like the whole game was just him passing it. And then Jorginho's made, what, 62
0: more passes than that? (laughs) Um, Anyway, so... And 168 uh, more passes than that Robin (laughs) Van Van Persie performance for United (laughs) a few years back. Um,
1: Yeah, so anyway, um, and 180 more more passes than that guy uh, who played for Russia for 75 minutes in the game when they went out uh, at the end of the World Cup. Anyway, um, it's a fantastic result for Chelsea, for West Ham. You have to say they were pretty fortunate, but still, they won't mind that at all. And before that, they got a massive, massive 3-1 win against Everton at Everton. At
0: Everton, yeah, yeah. Which which was pretty uh... significant. Super important for them having lost four games in a row, in the league at least. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So,
1: uh, this West Ham side, are we seeing them... Starting to gel because they've they've signed some good players. Felipe Anderson, perennially linked with Manchester United. Felipe Anderson, Football Manager legend. I can't remember which version it was, but they, they've definitely been versions of Football Manager in which uh, Felipe Anderson was devastating.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, um looked uh, okay against Chelsea, didn't he? Perennially linked with literally everyone, Yarmolenko, uh, before he finally moved uh, out of uh, Russia. Uh, pr- perhaps, they, uh, perhaps they're perhaps they on the up and up uh, I happen, I don't listen to this normally But I happen to listen to a little bit of uh, Radio 5 Live at the weekend uh, I thought you were going to say TalkSport there Because you have the no. TalkSport shame But no. Radio 5 Live's fine,
1: there's nothing wrong with Radio 5 Live Phoning and
0: uh, Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, 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 I hear, I know where the shame's coming from yeah, now Yeah, yeah, a couple, couple of West Ham fans, come on First one said, uh, I really think we made the top four Thank you and I thought okay you know they're like a few cranks on there the second one comes along and says uh, yeah I think it's uh, top two should We should be shooting for the top two <laughs> um, Mark Arnautovic has
1: started scoring which is super important for them obviously Declan so they've, they've swapped their midfield around and uh, essentially have dropped Jack Wilshere um, who played the first four games in which they won zero games and uh, I don't think has played either of the next two games in which they won one and drew with Chelsea um, so not not so great news for old Jackie Jack Wilshire. He's, uh, he has not yet found his level, it would seem. And actually, I'm I, I, even though I'm doing this myself, I don't really like the thing of like, ah, Jack Wilshire's rubbish, because it's really quite a sad story about someone who just was completely ruined by really serious injury over and
0: over again. Yeah, uh, it's no joke, that one. I ski. What you did there? No. You, you do. You
1: do. This, uh, this
0: shows. This show's gone off the rails. <laughs> no, no, it was never on it. No. Uh, so look, I look. Uh, I don't know where to really assess West Ham at this point. Um, clearly, a win at Everton and a home draw with Chelsea mm-hmm. is uh, absolutely what they desperately needed in order to get the season back on track. They're still staring at relegation six games into the season. Um, not really where they wanted to be when they hired. a coach of uh, Manuel Pellegrini's stature in the game uh, and signed a bunch of players. So, um, you know, it has to get better from here. Of course, they love playing and beating United. Um, it's uh, it's one of the few games where they're not trying to beat each other up in the stands uh, when United come to town. It's at West Ham, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is at West yeah, Ham, yeah. which I, I, I don't think I think is a bad thing because, you know... We won those two relatively tricky away-looking looking looking away ties, although we were dreadful against Brighton. Um, But Old Trafford's been kind of a disaster zone, really, hasn't it? Um, That's a loss and two draws, one of which is a loss uh, in the last three games at OT-OT. Um, So I guess we'll play the kind of Lingard, Sanchez, Lukaku, Pogba... Well, if Pogba, if Pogba's allowed to play, Pogba Fred Matic? No, Pogba mm, Flaney, Flaney Matic. Matic. Yeah, I'd imagine
0: he'll, he'll want to do away from home. Uh, yeah, most of the team, uh, Valencia will be back in and it'll be... Uh, Smalling and um, and uh, and the Swedish fellow's name I've totally blanked on <laughs> Victor Lindelof. Victor Lindelof inexplicably then- blanked on him. Um, so yeah, the, the team pretty much picks itself in B four three three, and that will match up uh, to pretty much how West Ham are playing at the moment.
1: Yeah, well, how West Ham have switched to playing, given that they started the season. You mentioned a coach of Pellegrini's reputation. Nonetheless, thought it was all right to play a midfield two of Mark Noble and Jack Wilshere in the Premier League in 2018.
0: So, just never work with these tippy-tappy fellas, (laughs) tell you. All right. uh, one interesting, they uh, they, they uh, played at the weekend with uh, Declan Rice, who's an uh, interesting case this one because he's kind of really a defender but um, pushed him into midfield. Uh, he's um, uh, young, like he's 19 or something like that, uh, made his debut for the Republic of Ireland recently and has just rejected the contract. And also sort of rejected the Republic of Ireland. Um, sort of, he, yes. He, he's,
1: he played for them in a friendly... Uh, and then was like, mm, I'm not sure about this. Uh, and so I wonder whether he's had a call off Gareth Southgate. That's I funny.
0: wonder because uh, Pablo Zabaleta was bigging him up this week and uh, there's a lot of uh, good uh, good stuff said about him and he's obviously asked for a much, much bigger contract uh, and potentially a move and a plenty uh, an England cap sometime soon. So, you know, I'm not confident at all about this game. It's not like I'd be surprised
1: if United won. Um, but given everything that's happened, I guess what like, going into the Burnley game away, it felt so down and sort of miserable. And and Mourinho sort of tweaked things quite a lot. But as has happened somewhat frequently during the Mourinho era, there's a tweak that sort of looks like it's got back, things back on track, and then it just sort of runs out of steam again. So maybe he'll do maybe maybe he'll re-inject steam into the tweak that worked against Burnley and Watford. Or maybe he'll try something new um, against West Ham and, and that will work. Um, but, or maybe it's going to be more of the same and we're going to look really sloppy and just have to hope that um, we take more of our half chances than they take of theirs.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I think it will be a fairly conservative approach from United. It's, it's, you know, the way things are. Conservative as in, you know, I don't think we're parking a bus, but I think it will be a controlled approach. Uh, especially after conceding two goals this week, and the sort of kind of professional performance we've seen in the last couple of away games against the mighty Watford and uh, Burnley.
1: Well, Watford, who won the first four games of the Premier League, including beating Tottenham at home.
0: Yeah, that's why I can. Kind of, I think Fellaini's more likely to start than Fred. He'll want that physical presence, and although West, I'm going to play a big man. Is our fit? I'm not sure. Hmm. Um, he'll want that physical presence and uh, I think he sees him as probably a safer defensive shield than Fred. I'm not sure if that's true or not. And, and then he'll play
1: Fred against Valencia um, on the Tuesday. So we're going to try and get a podcast out before that. Um, we're going to try and record on... The Saturday or the Sunday, but it might be difficult for the pod to come out ahead of the Valencia game. Just in case we don't, uh, let's do random score predictions for the Valencia game as well. West Ham United versus Manchester United, what's the score going to be? 1 all. All right. And then
0: the Valencia game? Are at home or away? Uh, it's United. Home. Is that United? It's home. Yeah. Oh, easy. E- oh, it's not easy, though, is it? No. 2 1.
1: Valencia not doing great, I'm given to understand, this season so far.
0: Yeah, that's why I'm saying it's 2 1 to United, no problem. Yeah, they've just
1: they lost to Juventus, drawn at home with Real Betis and away with Real Real, drawn with Levante. Not, not things and the loss to Espanyol, not looking great at Valencia. So, all right, in that case, mm. I'm going to. So, gonna if go... United are playing uh, Valencia, does that mean that young boys are playing the old lady? Uh, Yes, quite. And as somebody pointed out, was it Darren uh, Richmond who said, uh, "Isn't it a tragedy that Wayne Rooney is no longer at Man United?" Uh,
0: (laughs) Hat tip to Darren for that ace joke, which I totally tried to steal. (laughs) You've done
1: that before, by the way. You tried Uh, to steal a Darren Richmond original before as well. Once did I? No, I always credit. (laughs) I think it was an accident, but it it definitely happened. Um, Anyway. Uh, That'll do, won't it? Oh, I've got to say what I think the scores are going to be. I don't know. We're going to lose 1-0 to West Ham and then beat Valencia 1-0.
0: What's your logic and thinking behind that one? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying numbers, man. I've got to go. It's so late. All right. Well, uh, We'll see you again next week. All right. Take care, folks.
1: Thanks for listening hello listeners it's now very late at night here um and so i'm not going to try and say anything complicated because <laughs> i'm not sure i'd be able to um this podcast is supported by the people who choose to back us at patreon.com slash we use crowdfunding because we don't want to advertise things to you if you back us at uh, five dollars plus vat a month or more and um, then every week you'll get access to some bonus content and this week we had what i thought was a really fascinating conversation about the glazer takeover and uh, the finances ever since and when i say it, i thought it was fascinating that's because i was mostly just asking ed questions about it
0: and uh you know the first takeover bid by the glazers was rejected um uh, by the board Uh, who, uh, with David Gill famously saying this was the road to ruin. Yeah, debt is the road to ruin. (laughs) Debt is the road to ruin because it was a very aggressive uh, business plan, which, of course, wasn't made public at the time. No real need for them to do that. But, you know, apparently they had this very aggressive business plan, uh, which, as we know, when they actually did the takeover, uh, involved a a leveraged buyout, you know, so heavily borrowing uh, in order to buy the club, you know, Six hundred fifty million pounds or so, um, and and then uh, you yeah, know putting that on the club's books, uh, so the the business actually had to pay off that debt. I maintain, um, and- I've, I've
1: I've said this like I remember having this conversation with you years ago is absolutely staggering to me that this is legal <laughs> that you can <laughs> you get enough shares you can buy a company and put the money that you used to make that company yours for your own benefit onto the books of the company and I remember you saying to me at the time in the sort of regular business world this isn't necessarily a bad thing because the business can operate perfectly well with debt and you can use that to spur growth in all sorts of ways and pay down that debt but that united looked very
0: unlikely to be in a position to be able to do that in the same way and and all honestly honestly they were they weren't for a number of years so yeah. um yeah the initial business plan was just to, to pump the fans so prices went up very steeply initially yeah obviously they've been frozen for some years now as uh the riches of the premier league tv rights and global commercial businesses